0: I was sort of in the season where it's like, okay, I'm a teacher and I'll be the teacher till the day I die. And I never even considered that I could do something different. Uh, and I think now that that's just not a thing anymore. I think people are like, what do I want to do right now? What feels good right now? And uh, I think that's awesome because they can really take stock of, of what they're, where they are in life and what skills they have right now, and to be able to not worry that gosh, can I sustain this in 10 years? Just just do, you know, the five-year plan at most. Welcome to Coaching with Kelly, a podcast that gives you the tools that you need to invest in this season of your life. Join life coach Kelly Tibbetts as she interviews inspiring leaders who help you identify your why, name your strengths, and value your energy, soul, and thoughts. This podcast will help you live a brave, creative, purpose-filled life.
1: Welcome to Coaching with Kelly, and I hope that today's conversation will help you live the brave, creative, purpose-filled life I know you were created to live. Today, I'm very excited to have all of you get a chance to hear from my friend, Courtney Crowder. Courtney, welcome to my podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Kelly. This is really great to be here.
1: It's been a while. I've been wanting to have you on, so I'm excited you're here. I would love for um, people who haven't had a chance to meet you yet in real life to hear a little bit about you and um, all the things you're up to. So tell us a little bit about you.
0: Okay, well, I'm j- turned uh, 49 this summer, and I feel like that is a year where I'm going to try and do some new things before I hit the big 50 0 um, I'm a mom of four kids, two in high school, one in college, and one launching on her own, finished her master's. She's doing great. I was married to my college sweetheart, uh, and we've been married for 27 years, and we live in New Hampshire.
1: So do I. So that's so fun. That's how we know each other. We live pretty close. Well, you have had the opportunity in your life, in addition to being married and a daughter and a mom and a co worker, you've led in many different opportunities. Um, and you've also had the opportunity now to create something from nothing this idea of how do we manage the middle. Tell me a little bit about some of the places you've led. You've been a children's pastor, you've led in women's ministry, and now you and I have discovered a fun place to hang out called Clubhouse. So tell us a little bit about the different places you've led.
0: Yeah, well, I'm a teacher by training. That was my field, an elementary school teacher. I taught for a few years before I started raising my family. Uh, and then I was able to fall into new positions that um, I really was able to start, create something out of nothing. And I realized I kind of like that. I like to be able to look at a space Um, either a physical space or a a space that doesn't have a program and figure out what could be there, what we could do. So I worked as a director of children's ministry, um, had the pleasure to do that here in New Hampshire. And uh, it was a wonderful time to be able to not only write and create curriculum, but also walk alongside volunteers, train teachers, be able to, to lead children and families to take small steps closer to Christ. And I loved that time. Um, As I continued to have more children, I stayed home uh, with my family for quite a number of years, Uh, did some subbing here and there to keep my my foot in that uh, field. But then I um, had a chance to really dig into the humanitarian and nonprofit sector. And I did that both as a volunteer and as a staff member, walking alongside other volunteers, uh, teaching them how to speak on the topic public speaking is a passion of mine Uh, and to be able to to help other people find a way in whatever field they were in to you know lead a life of significance and i really felt strongly that that was a way i could could mentor people that i met along the way Um, and this new season is uh just fun. We uh, have been finding ourselves on a new app called Clubhouse. Uh, you introduced that to me, Kelly. And uh, when I was in that space, I kept being asked, well, who are you? What are you doing? And at that time, um, my, my position had been eliminated due to COVID uh, restraints and things that, that needed to change there. And so I was kind of in this crossroads. Who am I? What am I? What am I doing? My kids are starting to leave. I'm I'm facing that empty nest, and I don't want to be flat-footed when I get there. I want to be able to um, have something that I'm, again, creating from nothing. And so as I was kind of explaining who I was, that's really where I, I came up with that term of I'm managing the middle. I am still active with my high school daughters. I am trying to help these 20 somethings launch. Uh, and I, I kind of refer to it as sort of an unparenting of how you sort of step back a little bit in those seasons, but you're still sort of holding that safety net for your older children. And my parents are aging and being more involved in some of those decisions with my parents and how do I honor them and where I'm in. And, and it's a really tricky time. Uh, it's you know referred to as the sandwich years, and I'm kind of in that middle space. but I don't want to be lost. I don't want to be minimized. I want to be able to um, do these spaces well and encourage others in this season because I think what happens so often is, you know when we've I've said this before um, to you when when we had little kids, when our kids were in preschool and starting out, we had a lot of community. We had um, bus stops. We had Bible studies. We had mommy and me class. We, you know, got to talk with people outside of, you know, the ballet class. And you were able to connect with moms. You were able to connect and say, "Hey, I'm doing this. What are you doing? Wait, that that sounds great." And we were able to sort of vent and. Uh, share ideas. But as your kids get older, a lot of my friends went back to work. I felt very alone. I felt um, kind of like I must be the only one feeling this way. And the more I talk to people, the more I realize that I'm not alone and we should all be able to help each other along this journey. Well,
1: I love all of that. I think you spoke to a lot of women who have felt that feeling of being in between different seasons. And I've loved the conversations we've had about how much, support you get in the early years. And then as the kids get older, it's a little bit harder. Well, one of the things we've connected on is I'm a certified Enneagram coach and a working genius coach. And my heart's desire really is that people could understand their why. Why do you think, feel, do life the way you do? So you've dug in a little bit to the Enneagram and the working genius. What insights have you had about yourself? And do you know what your Enneagram number is?
0: Yes. So this has been super fun. I mean, I think the Enneagram has been become very popular and it's something that gets batted around and it's sort of fun to even be able to, you know, be in a conversation at a party. Oh, what's your Enneagram? But, uh, so it's fun to know a little bit more about it. I've, I've really enjoyed digging into it. Um, but as I reflected on, you know, myself, I loved being able to sort of look at myself in different seasons and you had to go back to sort of be able to find that specific um, number and how you think and do and feel and to go back to my 20s and who kind of I was then and and realize what things I might have lost because mm. I, you know, uh, along the way. Um, but I feel like I came to the conclusion after many months of uh discussion and digging into these of being what I call a reluctant Enneagram seven. (laughs) And I say reluctant because when that is portrayed so often, it's, you know, the person jumping out of the airplane and bungee jumping, which is something I never have a desire to do. I would love to do any adventure, but I also want to know where to park my car. I'm not that adventurous. Uh, And I, I, so when I saw some of the, I think that's one of the drawbacks, if you just do the quiz or you just read a paragraph, um, you can be put off by some of the, the the pieces of it. So it really allowed me to do it over many months to dig in and, and figure out what of those characteristics of the seven that I had. And it was that future focused. Um, I don't have a lot of FOMO fear of missing out, but I do have FOMO fear of missing an opportunity. Mm. And then usually, you know, with my kids, I want to make the memory. I want to make sure we're using this time wisely and doing the fun thing so that we have a great memory. And that can get in the way uh, of my parenting an awful lot because I'm so anxious to have this wonderful, um, everything should be this big moment. Uh, So that's been really good for me to have conversations with my husband and sort of, uh, you know, talk about how that could affect how that has affected my parenting and how I look at the way I parent uh, and also, just give myself more grace and give my, cut some cut myself some slack. Uh, and I, I thought that was really helpful. Um, and then to to be able to lean into those wings of the eight and the six and sort of understand when I've done that, either with my family of origin or in some different roles that I've had, being really able to to lean into that eight when I've been creating programs and and starting from nothing. So uh-huh. it's been really fascinating to to dig into that. And I know you know one of the rules is you're not supposed to type (laughs) your children or your, your spouse. Um, But it has given me a little bit more language to be able to, to understand where they're coming from and and to just have that um, knowledge that they are probably coming from a different place than I am. And so that's been very fascinating. And the, um, the the widget stuff has been really uh, interesting. We're just digging into that now and being able to sort of um, understand where my energy will come from and what I love to do. And just to be able to plan out, okay, some things I need to still, you know, I still have to do some of those detail oriented things. There's a lot of admin when you're starting Mm -hmm. um, any kind of program or business or, or program. Um, And I still need to do it, but it's I am plan it better because I know it's going to not give me more energy. So I think that's been fascinating to sort of um, at this age, take stock and figure yeah. out how you think and, and why and how you can do things differently. I think that's one
1: of the best parts about us having these adult children is they're so passionate about doing life well that I think they bring us along for the ride as well. So Absolutely. you're managing the middle. You've got teens, you've got uh, you know, adult parents, you have lots of different Family member opportunity things to do, and then you're trying to launch on the side as well. What do you think other people might need? Things that you've learned, you know, tools that you've applied to your life as they're managing the middle. You know, I think about you a lot. I think I even mentioned it in one of my recent conversations of, you know, some part of managing the middle is managing the home. And you come home and you're like, you know what, I'd like, I'd like to feel something as I turn the corner of my house. What kind of like gifts have you found in this season where you've given yourself more grace where you've prepared in advance for those harder days then gave yourself the gift of recovery as well what do you think like a woman who hasn't done this for a while hasn't really poured into herself and might be feeling tired exhausted depleted what's one or two things that you think you might be able to help her remember that are worth because you know a lot of people think self-care is selfish but the truth is the better we take care of ourselves the more energy we have for those things that are important. So I didn't know if you had one or two tools that you might offer somebody who's trying to manage the middle right now.
0: Well, I I it it was obvious to everybody but me that my days are very different. My weeks are different. I can't really count on a set schedule because of the, the kids home and they have different schedules and so forth. I sometimes take a sub job that changes it. Sometimes my parents are living with me, sometimes I'm visiting. And so I I needed to be able to, um, not put as much pressure on myself to have each day have the same amount of accomplishments and, and make sure that I'm telling myself, hey, just being present is an accomplishment. And I didn't really give myself that uh, Mm. grace at all. And so I think, you know, often moms in this stage feel, especially if they did stay home for a number of years, they've got to go back to the workforce, they've got to contribute. Um, And this is a real time where your kids really still need you just Absolutely. because they're independent and they're driving uh, uh or they're at school they still need you to be able to tune in and and be present and so i think for me being able to look at each day uh find the commonalities of each day and so i can kind of put like okay this is a work day where i'm outside the home so therefore my expectations when i come home are going to be a little different mm. and when i talked when you've talked about me turning the corner that was something i realized I don't need the whole house perfect, but I need to come in and turn the corner of the, of the room and that Mm. be sort of peace and safe. And Mm. I believe I need that for my kids too. When they come home, they need to feel safe and they need it to be a little relaxing. And so I think that was something that, you know, I sort of learned uh, the hard way of everyone's like, yeah, your days are different. I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't, it just, I just wasn't, I wasn't doing that work and I wasn't analyzing. I was just in sort of white knuckling through every day and trying to just um, look to the next thing and move, move, move. And I think as I sort of uh, slowed down a bit and did some things more intentionally, mm-hmm. I was able to be able to craft a week and a day that made a little more sense for my family and was also be able to give more life to myself. That's so wonderful, and that's
1: part of what the deep desire of being coached is—is is to you know, take those thoughts that are running around in our head. And just like we take our bag out of our car once a week and take out all the things that we don't need to keep dragging around, we need to notice which thoughts are on repeat. And I think a lot of women hold these expectations of I was able to do this last year. So I should be able to just keep adding to my life and keep all of the things from the past still running at the same rate. And so one of the things that's very important to me as I'm working with people and coaching with people is helping them find balance. You know, life is never going to be perfect, but we look for like a balance of is there enough energy given to your soul, enough to the responsibilities that you've said yes to and making sure that you have the energy for the responsibilities that matter to you. And so I was wondering, you know, we just have walked through 18 months of a pandemic. You had adult children living in a city. You had children at home who couldn't go to school in person anymore. Um, how did you create some balance in your life as you were also helping to manage parents and children who were going through very hard times emotionally, mentally, physically? Where did you find your balance? How did
0: you get that back in such a crazy season? Yeah, you know, it was really interesting because in that time, you know, my college son came home, but my college daughter, grad school daughter did not. Mm. And I spoke earlier about that Enneagram 7 fear of missing an opportunity. And I was that was a real depressive moment for me of knowing that I didn't have all my kids mm-hmm. and seeing everyone else sort of like, oh, I, this bonus time with my college uh, and adult children. And and a lot of people got that and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, however, my daughter did stay with my parents. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of a huge relief that they had someone right there um, that was was staying uh, with them in, in the lockdown months that we really couldn't leave. And so I, I think for balance, um, I don't think I did it great, honestly. I think it was it, because I have this whole missing opportunity time, mm. I felt like, oh, my gosh, we should be doing game night every night. We <laughs> have all these fun memories. We should be taking advantage of looking through our keepsake boxes. And we really were just sort of in in a bit of a survival mode mm-hmm. of just going through each day, like what do I have to get done and what is happening. Um, and in this season, we did lose a family member; my father-in-law mm-hmm. passed away uh, to COVID, mm-hmm. and so it, it was just this emotional time of of you know, really, is this really happening? I mean, we just couldn't kind of believe all the things that we were seeing and hearing. So for for me, I. I I didn't feel like I, I didn't do the pandemic well enough. I didn't feel like I, you know, was able to, to make enough of those opportunities. And I think that was one thing I learned. Mm. I was doing the best I could. Uh-huh. I was doing what I could do in that day. And so sort of coming out of that time was when we did a lot of this coaching and that really helped me as I looked back um, and was able to sort of prioritize relationships and prioritize um, the people in my life and and let a few other things fall mm-hmm. by the wayside that were less important and to really be able to understand that. Uh, so that was sort of, you know, our time and, and, and to sort of be able to, to not feel badly that I didn't have all six of us in one, one house again, and to be able to, to give honor to my daughter who, who needed to stay for her job and role and, and really celebrate that. Mm-hmm. Instead of feeling badly about it, I was able to celebrate that, um, that she was, in a healthy enough space to be able to make that decision for herself. I think that's so key for us as we're raising adult children.
1: We were so lucky to be raising small children at a time where there were so many books of what to expect when they're three years old. Not a lot of material for what to do in a pandemic with adult children who are launching and are trying to figure out things on their own. And so to get to a place where we can love ourselves enough and remind ourselves, yeah, I I did the very best I could is such an important thought to keep on repeat. And then we keep looking for balance. We know that it's important to put on the oxygen mask of self-care, and then to really invest in those relationships, and to know that there'll probably always be the opportunity for more more responsibilities than we have energy for. And how do we find that balance there? Well, you know, one of the things that you have done for me is you helped invite me into ministry back when it wasn't even an idea that I had in my head. And that led to an incredible 17 years, and I, I loved the chance to be a pastor. But I love that you and I are also in this new season together at the same time. Life coaching is just becoming something that people are aware of. You know, I always say that in the 70s, people didn't know about personal trainers and physical trainers. And now people are starting to value their mental, emotional, spiritual health, and they're looking for people who can come alongside and hold space. And so when this podcast goes out, many of our listeners are women. And I think to some of those younger college age, you and I have you know a bunch of young women in the... Late teen to early 20 season, what advice do you have for a woman who hasn't really done the work yet to be self-aware? I think if you and I could go back and I knew I was a two and you knew you were a seven, many of the different decisions we would have made, we would have given ourselves grace for things that were like, oh, of course, I'm going to have this fear of missing opportunities or I'm going to have this desire to overserve. What advice would you have for someone who ha- maybe hasn't done any work yet on their self-awareness of figuring out why they think feel do like the way they do or haven't noticed their energy and they don't know that there's limits to their mental physical emotional energy? Are there any thoughts that you have about how investing in yourself especially as you're stepping into a season of leadership can benefit not only you but the people that you're serving alongside?
0: Well, you know, I think it's interesting. Uh this is a time where where people um are being more reflective and there's so many they have Girls today, or women, young women today, have so many um, opportunities uh, on social media and on you know uh, technology to be able to find and have access to a lot of places. It's all, it's too much, right? There's too many places, um, and I I really I don't want anyone to underestimate the power of you know, connection and relationship mm-hmm. with people in doing the thing that they're doing. And so to, to connect with other 20-something mm-hmm. girls around the country, my daughter was a part of a, a small group um, that was on Zoom from all over the country and they mm-hmm. just sort of pulled people in and were able to sort of have that, you know, sort of now what season after mm-hmm. college. Um, and I, I also feel like we're in a, in a time where um, young women can look at what they wanna do for a season. I was sort of in the season where it's like, okay, I'm a teacher and I'll be the teacher till the day I die. And I never even considered that I could do something different. Uh, And I think now that that's just not a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. I think people are like, what do I want to do right now? What feels Mm -hmm. good right now? And uh, I think that's awesome because they can really take stock of, of what they're, where they are in life and what skills they have right now. And to be able to not worry that gosh can i sustain this in 10 years just just do you know the 5 year plan at most yeah. uh, and i think that's something that i you know didn't even consider was an option to to have bigger dreams than than what i originally had of being a teacher and i think that that's really important to just you know find community continue to delve into relationships that are yeah. you know not not the f- Surface ones. And we need those. I love fun surface Mm -hmm. relationships. Those are awesome. But you do need some of those safe people, those, those people that you can go to and say, you know, share with your life and share with what you're doing. That's so great. Well, we have just one more little bit of conversation. You and
1: I discovered Clubhouse about the same time, and it's an audio-only app. It's a little different than Facebook and Instagram in that you get to have conversations with people, and it kind of ties back to what you just said. It's a place where you can meet other people. Some of the relationships might be more superficial, but hey, I just met somebody who lives halfway around the world and thinks completely differently than I do, and that's so exciting. Um, But you're doing something really fun in Clubhouse, and that is you have a room on a regular basis that sort of leans into how we can do marriage well, and then an event coming up. And so I'd love if you just share a little bit about that. So maybe people can either go to your Instagram and learn more or join us live on Clubhouse at some point.
0: Yes. So I started a club managing the middle on Clubhouse and, uh, I met some wonderful women early on that I really connected to. And so we have, um, done a faith-based room on marriage, do marriage well. And each week we've tackled a different sort of subject on that. Some of it was just communi- how do we do communication well? Um, we've recently talked about uh, marriage when crisis hits and how to, to have that um, strong relationship to be able to weather a crisis that's either inside or outside of the marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about um, you know different things that that we can do to strengthen uh, our relationships and and some of that is just in the ordinary days. And so it's been a wonderful time that I've gotten to meet some folks from all over the country. and we um it's actually funny. So this is my brain. I usually see something and then it sparks a whole different idea. So I was walking through the uh, living room and I saw the Shark Week mm-hmm. uh, advertised on whatever network it's advertised on. And I'm like, oh. What if we did a marriage week? And so we did, we are. Uh, No one asked us to do this. We just thought that it was needed and um, putting together sort of a conference, if you will, on Clubhouse. And it is going to be November 15th through the 19th. We will have rooms throughout the day focusing on different topics, both for young marrieds, for people who are dating and maybe wanna, um, you know, sort of make sure that they're looking for the right person people who've been married again talking about the crisis and so forth so it's really exciting time to just sort of you know again make something up and hope people will come and it's so far been resonating with a lot of people in this space on clubhouse
1: well i'm sure that our conversation today is going to resonate with a lot of people so if they want to find you on facebook
0: or instagram what's the best way for them to connect with you they can connect with me. Um, I' uh, they can email me at courtney at dot com. You can find me on Facebook, Courtney Crowder. Uh, I have a speaker page there, and you can find me on Clubhouse. So fun. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for being here today. I hope
1: that our time together will really help people who are ready to invest in the season. I'm so thankful you brought us back to that idea of, it's not that we have to make these plans that are 20 years out. We can just be faithful in each moment in each day and say, how can I do my very best to manage the middle of whether it's work, family, relationships, self-care in this moment, in this season. So thank you all for listening. I hope that our time together helps you live um, a brave, creative, purposeful
0: life. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for listening to Coaching with Kelly. Join us next time for more conversations on how to truly invest in this season of your life. For more information, or if you would like Kelly Tibbetts to be your life coach, you can find Kelly Tibbetts Life Coach on Facebook, or you can visit kellytibbetts.com.